Okay, so it is, what do you think? Like April 8th. It's April 8th! And it's one of those days where it's like, I, um... I want to switch. Switch. A sweatshirt. Are you going to wear this? If everyone wears a coat. No, you know what your body needs. We're going to take care of everybody's body. But I want to. Yeah, because. You need to wear this, and she needs to take care of her body, too. Outside on your um get ready list. This makes me super yep. hot. This makes me super hot with this. My yeah, outside is better than inside. Yeah, inside you can't play very much games. Well, you you can. You uh, can outside. There's more makeup. Okay, but yesterday I noticed some wheels landed onto the road. Do you remember that? So your your wheels landed onto the road. When you're biking, so what are you going to do different today? So you have boots. Yeah. And then how are you going to make sure you're not going so fast that you can't stop? Um, I'll go slow. Especially once you get to the edge right there. You need to be slowing down before you get to the edge. Or I can help him steer. My favorite thing is to stop. Is to stop at the stop. Stop close. Stop it close to the corner. Stop close to the corner. And then go slowly and then turn. I know how to turn. That's how you should do it. And it actually speeds it. I actually know how to turn. I know how to turn. Oh, Evelyn, you didn't. You didn't put on yours. You did. Thanks for getting the, the diapers ready. literally like a crazy person like you know everything that I could ever think of of crazy people I think that's what I am like and I'm still trying to wrap my head around it you know like earlier this year I started realizing that I have more of a what they call like a type one kind of energy like a yin yang kind of thing and at first when I realized it, I was like no 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 that means ultimate crazy person that means somebody that's like so unreliable, so disorganized, so like all over the place. Like they, like every person that's in jail is probably a type one person. Like that's just what my judgment was about that. And then after I stepped into it a little bit, I was like, wait a minute, it's not really, you know, especially because like if somebody's owning it, it's because they are literally in this place. 
place of like, hey, I have these things, some things are strengths, some things are weaknesses, and this is what I'm gonna do about it, right? So it's like there's, there's a level of being that way, and then there's another level of being a responsible person anyways, and choosing to be a person that's able to manage it, right? And that's the kind of the deal that I'm working with, right? Like, because I'm realizing I probably have the type 1 nature thing. I probably have the dyslexia thing going on. I probably have some kind of ADHD something like that going on too. Like, who knows what I have going on? But regardless of what I have going on, it's like I have to step into this place where it's like, it doesn't matter how many weaknesses I have. It doesn't matter what how many things are hard for me to do. It doesn't ha matter, you know, like, that like the minute I step outside of my door, the minute I step outside of my prayer, I'm like stepping into a swamp of like, of dissatisfaction. Because I, I, I grapple with like the type one, type four, right? Where it's like I have all this energy, all this excitement, all this ambition. And yet all amidst that, I grapple with the other perfectionist side that's like super like debilitating because it's like you can't move forward until such and such rules are, are done and taken care of, right? And it's just like inappropriate too. And it's like it, it, every, every rule, every inner rule is connected with some level of ethics or some level of like righteousness or some level of like, just like this facade, right? Like this facade of what, what it really means to just be like a healthy person, right? And so that's what I'm grappling with, is this trying to really actually hear the word of God, hear the voice of God, rather than like Satan's voice trying to talk me into what he thinks is the best idea and what he thinks, um, you know, I am and all of these things and just like laying them aside and say like, get the head Satan, like you're just not allowed in my head. You're just not allowed in my life. Like this house is dedicated to the work of the Lord and like you have chosen to not be a part of that. So in the name of Jesus Christ, get thee hence. Like that's it. And it's kind of funny when I actually say it like that because it's like, oh, that's all I needed to say, right? <laughs> like, because like, honestly, he's not allowed here and he literally doesn't even have power to stay if we literally say that. If we literally step into the power of Jesus Christ in which we actually have power in because he's who we are following and we literally say, no, you're not allowed here, so leave. So I'm just so grateful for that because clearly I sure need that. Like I need that more than anything else. It's just like that freedom from bondage. As I was saying, like it's that freedom from bondage. It's like that freedom from from feeling like I need to listen to lies all day long in my head rather than just like step into this place of like, no, I'm going to be this person that's like a daughter of a king, right? Like I am this person that gets to just like live a life in the work of my Lord, in the work of my father, in the work of my mother. Like that's what my life actually is. And so that's like, what I'm grappling with right now, just this like process of just trying to just like gain awareness of what my power actually is, you know, like what my power is here for and and like what so like can you get pants for Maybell? Yeah. 
and what I can actually like use my agency for. Because I think for the longest time, I've just like given away my agency in some ways, you know, and just been like, oh, hey, these things are not in my control, you know, and just like told myself the lie that so many things are out of my control. And so I've just kind of stepped into that place of being like, well, I can only control one and two things, for example, and everything else I can't control. So I'm just going to give that up and just like let it go, right? And then there's another part of me that's a little bit curious, that's a little bit like questioning of that and be like, well, come on here. Like, really? Is, is that many things really out of my control or am I just like letting it go and saying that it's out of my control? When really actually it is in my control if I were to just be ready to embrace that there's a part of that that is in my control and there's something that I can do if I were willing to want to, right? You know? So that's the other thing. It's like things for sure are perpetually out of my control if I choose to not let them be something that I am in control of, right? Like that's always going to be a perpetual thing, right? And, that, and then that challenges the whole idea of solvable problems versus perpetual problems. Where it's like, hey, um, this is a solvable problem, this is a solvable problem. Like when I look at the list, it's like, oh, all of these things are solvable problems. And then when you look at a perpetual list, it's like, hey, these are perpetual, but only if the people think it's perpetual, right? And then, so then there's that caveat that makes it like, wait a minute. So it's only perpetual if a person thinks it's perpetual? So really, that means that's so submissive. That's so, like, not submissive. That's so subjective. That is so subjective. Like, like basically, it's saying, like, anything can be perpetual. But anything can also be solvable. So then that's, like, really fascinating to me. And really is getting me on my, like, toes about being like, okay, so then, so what if I don't want this to be perpetual anymore then? What if I don't want to feel perpetually like stressed out, like the minute I wake up after I pray and just, and constantly in this state of like feeling dependent on whatever is circumstantial, right? I'm so grateful for a general conference that was just there this weekend to just help me focus again on those eternal things. Cause I really felt like I lost sight for a while where I was like literally living from breath to breath five minutes per day at a time and just like trying to wing it, right? And like lately I've been getting that prompting to be like, well, what if I could start developing the skills to like plan something, right? What if I could just start like hour by hour, afternoon by afternoon, like day by day, right? And just like start the process of getting there. And so I'm kind of just like, okay, here we are. like. This is an opportunity for me to just like try and do that. And I, you know, I have the best mentors I could possibly have to do that, whether it's Heavenly Father, the like the literal person that has been able to actually create the world in six days or whatever and have a day of rest and all this stuff. And then like then also just thinking of other people in my life. Like I have some hardcore planner friends all around me. That's why they're all amazing. And I'm just like in awe of all of them. I'm like, oh my goodness. You're able to like actually have dreams and make them happen in like a year span or a five year plan or whatever it is, right? So that's kind of amazing. I just love, I love that Heavenly Father's blessed me with just the right kind of experience with life to, to be able to do something with, right? 
Like he knew how I would have a lack of experience. He knew that I would be raised in an environment where I just press buttons and that's my only knowledge of like this button does this and this button does this, you know? And then you get entertained for however many hours, maybe like 14 hours a day, right? Um, every day. And then he knew that my childhood would be robbed by screens. And so because he knew that, he placed very specific people into my life to be my angels to pull me out of that. So that by the time I was 18, I could literally just turn it off and be like, actually, no, I'm not going to do that for the rest of my life anymore. Like it, it has already robbed, you know, age three to 18. It doesn't need to rob age 18 to 90, right? So that's kind of where I'm at with that. And like, thankfully I have people in my life that have lived a life that has been healthy and like not robbed by screens, like for the majority of their life. So it's just like, I get to learn from their experience. And I'm just like, so thankful that I can just, just have have the the experience that I get to have to to grow up to learn to to just like take the next step anyways like you know I woke up today it was like pretty fine and then you know we transitioned into um just like doing some yoga stuff and also like I was excited about wanting to help a friend when we're like the next time I can do it kind of thing um you know, I was getting a little bit tizzied out because I was putting extra pressure on myself. Be like, oh, well, I could go right now. Like, I'd love to go right now, right? I'd love to just have the freedom to just go, right? And then and then the dragging feeling fell. Like, the dragging feeling of like, oh, I can't just go. I can't just go and do that. You know, I have this to do, right? And it's the same as anything else. You know, if I had prescribed myself to a certain lifestyle of like, hey, I'm going to do this job from like 9 o'clock till 5 then I could easily be like, oh, hey, my time from nine to five is this time. This is the work that I'm doing, right? So I can't just think I can just double book myself during those times of day. And at the same time, it's like, I kind of feel, um, I don't know, I guess it's like a long-term job that is hard for me to grapple with. Because, you know, normally when I did a job, it was like, oh, it's nine to five, but it's only for two months. It's only going to be for two months that I'm going to work that job nine to five. So it's not like it's a life sentence of like however many years that that's going to be my life for the rest of my life kind of thing. It was like, no, that's like, if there's a beginning and end. And then like, and then it, we move on, right? So this is like the first time it's been like, I don't know, almost 11 years now where I've literally had this, I don't want to call it a life sentence because it's not like that, but like, it, like I literally had this life where it's like, I am on duty, like, almost 24-7 every day, and it's not 9 to 5, it's 24-7 every day, and, and I have to somehow figure out how to do that, because, you know, I was used to a, a lifestyle where it was like, oh, you only need to work from 9 to 5, and then you have free time, you know, like, you have your own life to do, but now that I've incorporated into my own life, like, this work to do that's 24-7, it's like, in some ways I could say it's suffocating, but I don't wanna like, I don't wanna say it like that because it's not like it actually is, right? It's like, there's moments of feeling like, oh, it's too much to bear and I'm just totally natural man style and I just can't do it all, right? And I just can't do it by myself. And clearly I wasn't supposed to do it by myself the whole time, but because I'm struggling with that whole mentality, 
of like being like, hey, actually, we are meant to go through experiences where we need to rely on other people and that we literally cannot do it without relying on other people and that that's okay. It's not a bad thing to reach out and to receive help from Jesus Christ, from Heavenly Father, from the angels that Heavenly Father sends us. It's not a bad thing. It's actually part of the plan, right? And so that's what I'm trying to learn too. It's like the, the moments that have been the most suffocating along this whole journey have been the moments where I've isolated, where I've chosen to not receive the help that was openly given to me and that kind of thing. So that's kind of what I'm grappling with. And yeah, so then I, I just started the day and I was like, I thought I was on a good curve. It, it's always around this time. It's like, I, I think I'm doing great until like nine or 10. And then like the first crash of the day happens where I'm just like, I don't like anything, right? Like everything is dissatisfying to me, just everything. I'm just like so dissatisfied with everything to do with everything. And of course there's different triggers, right? There's triggers of when I notice that a person in my household is doing something that is a lesson that I've already learned personally. So I have a personal testimony of a certain lesson from my own life and they're doing something that's completely opposite of that lesson that I've already learned personally. Whether it's like excess use of said um, object, whatever, right? Like excess use of said object and to the point where it's unbalancing, right? Or like whether it's excess um, digesting of a certain ingredient that is like of, you know, that's that's unbalancing or whatever, right? Because like I have been so um, diligent or vigilant in my life in feeling like I need to take in anything that could possibly help me to be healthy and strong as if my life depended on it, because it did depend on it, right? Like I realized from an early age that if I didn't take ownership of my own health and strength, it would literally be taken away from me and I wouldn't have anything else to say about it because it was my choice, right? And so it became very clear at an early age that it's my choice how healthy and strong I am, like for the most part, right? Like there's other things that happen in life that are a surprise, but for the most part on a daily basis, like my mood, everything, it's all very much because of my own choices of what I'm putting in my body. What am I um, taking the time to move my body and do? Like, what am I doing to like to make sure that my body isn't being inhibited from moving, or tempted to not move, or um, or like making sure that the things that are coming into my body are actually going to help the things that need to come out to come out, right? And so that's been something that's been super important to me. And so it's like I get triggered sometimes because like I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing. But then when I see other people doing things that are opposite of me, it's, it can be kind of a trigger for me because then it's just like, well, what is going on? It's like I already have a testimony of this, so I'm not doing that. But then at the same time, it's like giving people space to do that. But, it, but then it's so inconvenient, you know? It's like I'm trying to have a certain goal of the day to do such and such things. And so to do that, it's like, oh, well, I know to do this and this and this and this to get there, right? Like, that's what I can see clearly. But then it's like everybody else around me, it's like they're on a different galaxy where they haven't experienced the same things I have. They don't have the same goals. And it's like we're all our individual people. And so in one respect, like the pro of that, of course, diversity and like lovely and like, you know, everybody can be innovative. And on the retrospect, the con of that is like, it's super 
frustrating. It's so annoying. It's frustrating. It's annoying. It's inconvenient. It's like, it's, you know, I like, you know, the life that I thought I was going to live growing up, I thought I was going to grow up and be this single person being this like millionaire lady, right? That's the life that I thought I was going to have. And then here I was stepping into this world where I'm just like surrounded by people and I'm not a hermit. I thought I was going to grow up and be a hermit and I thought that was going to be fine, right? And, but you know, over time, of course, I learned how social I was. So I was like, yeah, of course, like I'll totally do the, the gig of like being at home and, you know, have the social gig of taking care of people in a home and that kind of thing. Cause like clearly intellectually and heart wise, like heart wise, and mind-wise, it makes complete sense. It just does. It is the most important work and job that I could ever do. Hands down, I know that, I get it. And at the same time, it's like, it's kind of like what I said in another recording. It's kind of like that road not taken thing. It's like I highly don't even know if I would recommend it to other people, right? Because it's so suffocating and it's so like, treacherous and terrifying and like so um messy and thankless and you know there's all of those adjectives of like why would you ever want to do that to yourself right and like and I tried to ignore it from all of the the other people in my life that were just like yeah don't don't do that you know like they were like not recommending it right because it was such a challenge for them and at the same time, it's like when I get back down to the truth of it, though, yes, it may be hard. Yes, it may be like just filthy in a lot of ways, like just like fills me with a lot of those like emotions of like, why am I doing this? Like, this is just not fun. Like, why am I living a life where I want to do something, but I can't just pick up and do it? You know, I have to wait like probably another day, maybe another week until I can go and just do that, right? But it's like, it's not like that, that question has much value because it's not about why am I doing this? It like, or why would I do this? Right? It's like, it's actually like what it's more about, you know, what, what is mine to do? Right? This is mine to do, right? Like this is mine to do. And that's, that's, that makes the difference, right? It's like, it's not like I'm doing it because it's cute. I'm not doing it because it's fun. I'm not doing it because it's like more convenient or it's just like, you know, like the most exciting experience of my life. And it's literally like, you know, what I've always wanted to do. I'm not doing it for those reasons. I'm actually doing it because it is mine to do, right? Like, it's like, this is mine. And it's like, yes, there's the piece that might be like obligatory or like dutiful or like, you know, just like feeling a little bit like that drudgery feeling of doing it. But then there's the other spin side where it's like, no, like I cannot deny the blessing of what this has given to me and the blessing of what I've been able to give as well. You know, I was crying about it the other day during my yoga class where I was like, hey, I feel so blessed that I've been able to experience the sweet loving eyes of little eyes towards me every day for the last 11 years, right? Like that's not a light thing. It's not a light thing to have the love of a little person, right? And to be their everything, right? And for you, for them to be your everything, right? Like there's this beautiful book, Soleil. Soleil, yeah. can you pass me the book on the piano? Uh, which book? 
the uh, Oliver Jeffers one, the, the picture book with the rocket ship. It's the purple one. Like, there's this beautiful book that I found in the library that was, like, legit. It was, like, the most beautiful book that I have ever read about just, like, this relationship between a grown-up and a little person. And, like, the potential that a person can can find when they really embrace that. And so, like, this is, like, just come on. Like, like seriously, I just have to read it. It's, like, what we'll build. Plans for our together future. Oliver Jeffers. I'm like, I don't even know if I'm allowed to. So I'm not even going to say it, but honestly, that's the title of the book. And I will just, like, share some of my favorite quotes. So it's like, oh, okay. Even the first verse, like, the first two pages, it says, like, what shall we build, you and I? Let's gather all our tools for a start, for putting together and taking apart. And then, like, it goes on and on. Da, 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 da. And then and then it says, like, I'll build your future and you'll build mine. We'll build a watch to keep our time. And then it just goes on and on and on and on. And then it's just like talking about this beautiful synergistic experience of how they'll teach things to each other and they will like help each other and they'll just have this like beautiful experience where they just grow together. And, and they'll, they'll experience all their fears together, all their emotions, all of the things that are important to them. They'll, they'll help each other find their favorite things, you know, and they'll make spaces for all of them. And like, they'll just like, they'll just help each other. It's almost like that primary song that's like, I know you and you know me. We are as different as the sun and the sea. I know you and you know me. I love you, and you love me. We are as different as the sun and the sea. I love you, and you love me. And that's the way it is supposed to be. So it's like between that book and that song, it's like I cannot deny the beauty of what's going on here. It's like it's like being a first-time gardener, right? It's like when I first started a garden, it was like, are you serious? This is a, a big field of dirt. Like, are you telling me that this field of dirt is going to turn into a Garden of Eden one day? And then you can look at the person that's trying to tell you that and be like, you are full of guff. You're just full of it. You are totally lying to me and you are just saying that, trying to trick me into something, right? Like, it could be easy to think that. It could be easy to think that every time somebody says that something will come from nothing, that you could just say, yeah, right, right? Like it could be so easy to think that everybody that is saying, if you step in faith, that it's a lie, right? It could be so easy to believe that. But the truth of the matter is, is that that is the lie in itself. It's actually a lie when somebody says that it will turn out exactly how they say, you know? And in with everything perfectly calculated, right? Like, I think that's the bigger lie than anything else. And, and the truth of the matter is that the things that are made on faith, where it's only Jesus Christ and it's only Heavenly Father that can grant those things, those are the only things that are actually true, that are actually going to happen. And everything else is a lie. Like, you know, like, and, and maybe lie is too much of a strong word. Maybe actually it's not a lie. Maybe, like, everything else is kind of just, like, fairy tale, right? Or like fiction, right? 
And like, and they even if they think it's nonfiction, it actually still is fiction because they made it up, right? Like they, they thought about it and they made it up, right? But everything from Heavenly Father is from Heavenly Father, and that's like the real truth. So like legitimately, like this whole plan of salvation, his commandment, multiply and replenish, his commandment, like be sealed in the temple, you know, like have a family, and all those things, like those are the truth, right? That's the bear garden, and he's saying it's going to be a fruitful forest and like a whole planet of beauty if you just take the time to plant the seeds, right? And be a good steward. And that's like where I'm at. It's like I've taken the time to plant the seeds, and I'm in the process of trying to figure out how to be a good steward, and it's kind of excruciating. It's like it's like a gardener that didn't know that gardening was kind of an active activity where there's a lot of digging. There's a lot of like pulling roots. There's a lot of hauling rocks. And there's like it's a it's a hard labor kind of a hobby, right? Like like it's not just like a oh sit and paint a picture kind of deal. It's like, oh, get in there and like give all your might and strength and feel like you're gonna die after because you've like you don't even know how many dirts dirt piles you shoveled that day. It's like it's <laughs> but at the same time, it's like really it doesn't have to be that hard. Like if we work it in the right pace and with the right plan and with the right help of like leveraging the supports that are there, you know, the people around us, Heavenly Father's strength and knowledge and wisdom, it doesn't have to be an excruciating experience. Actually, like from my first year gardening experience now to my fifth year almost, like honestly, I feel like a totally different gardener. You know, my first year I was like this, this hardcore, like measure everything to the millimeter and count every single seed kind of a gardener. And it was like kind of a stressful year. Like I wasn't a very happy gardener. I was just more of a focused gardener, right? And then the next year it was more like, oh, okay, well let's spread it out so I can have my thing that I do and everybody else can have their thing too. So then I just wanted to spread the, the fun. And so I had a bigger garden that year. And then the third year it was more like, oh, I was having a baby. So it was like, yeah, just do whatever you're doing because clearly you can do that and I can do what I'm doing. We're fine, right? And then the next year, it's like, oh, well, I can do something. So let's just like put in some stuff. Let's get some tilling in there. Let's like put in the seeds in the dirt and let's like water it every day and, you know, see what happens, right? And let's try all these different plants that we haven't tried before. And, you know, all the while though, I feel like it was a healthy year because yes, I planted potatoes in a certain spot. Yes, I planted lettuce in a certain spot. And yes, those areas became hardcore excavation sites for like budding archaeologists and budding gardeners, like in with all their little hands in there and just totally going for it. And like, that's like exactly what needs to be though, right? It's like, you know, I went through that experience and then now I'm at the beginning of my new gardening year and I have to decide like, how am I gonna do this year? And it's like, I have to get to this point where it's like, what am I gonna do? Am I gonna do anything the way that I used to do it? Or am I gonna do something totally different or what? But I know for sure I want to glean from some of the experiences I had earlier where it's like, hey, yes, I planted the things that I did. And yes, there's other people that I live with. And yes, they are being who they are. And like, yes, I want to encourage them to be who they are. So it's going to be okay if they dig a great hole in a spot that I wasn't planning on. It's going to be okay in the same way that like, yeah, maybe I get a little tizzied out. Like I think that my house should look a certain way, for example, for me to feel sane and like things are in order for me to move on, but maybe I should have a little
little bit more of a gardener perspective as I look at my house. Like maybe, right? Because like, honestly, if I were to do that, I wonder how much more beautiful it could actually become, right? Because my garden, I feel like it's way more beautiful when I have little fingerprints all over every spot of the garden, right? Doesn't matter. I love having more fingerprints all over the garden, anywhere. And that new gardens can be created anywhere. Like, honestly, I love it. And in the same way, I'm like, I'm wondering to myself, I'm like, why do I get so like crazy about the house or whatever? And it's like, I wonder what it would be like if I could have that same level of freedom and permission for myself to be like, it's okay. You know, like this is a house, this is a structure here with the purpose of like supporting us in who we are, right? And so, yes, we're not going to just go out of our way and trash it and make it so we can't use it again. And at the same time, it's like, no, like, but what could we do to, like, enjoy it, right? Like, and I guess then that makes me curious and be like, ooh, I wonder what other things we could do to renovate our house even more. You know, in the same way I invest into the garden, like, every week. It's like, I wonder what I could do to invest in my house every week so I have, like, little patches of garden, like, little patches of flowers in their own right, right? Whether it's like a shiny sink or like a table or, you know, different things, right? To just like spruce it up. And so I guess like maybe that is my answer. Maybe that's like me learning how to like, how to step into this groove of being this person, living this life that I live in a way that is way more like healthy and easygoing and just like you know, willing and ready to try things and not feel like it needs to be this rigid thing all day, every day, all the time. Because like, that's not healthy either, right? Like it's, so it's just like trying to figure this out and being grateful that I have space to figure it out and that I have permission to. And then just like doing it, right? Like just taking the breath and taking the next step. And that's kind of like what I'm thinking about right now.